Got it, absolutely. Beer pie's gotta go, huh? Perfect. What's that? Ladies and gentlemen, I did. The 2018 winner of the Australian Open, Abraham Anser. Thank you. Thank you. You want me to lose this here? Absolutely. Perfect. Everybody seated. One, two, three. Everybody seated. What a fantastic day and what a fantastic winner. Woe to go. How do you feel at this moment? Oh, I'm on cloud nine right now. It's been just a phenomenal week. It's, it's felt like a short week because I got here on Wednesday. Wednesday morning where I normally get uh, to tournaments on, on Mondays. But it has been absolutely phenomenal. My first time in Australia. Everybody told me how great it was. And that, you know, I'm truly, truly uh, feel like I love this country already. Uh, and it's only been four days that I've been here, uh, or five days. But everybody has been tremendously supportive, uh, really nice to me this week. And I felt right at home. I saw when you held the cup, you sort of stroked it and started looking at the names on it. Did you, before you came here, did you realise the history of the cup and the winners? Uh, yeah, obviously I did a little bit of research uh, and the names on this cup are absolutely incredible. Uh, Jack Nicholas, um, obviously recently uh, Spieth, McElroy, uh, Badley, a lot, a lot of names that are extremely uh, obviously recognized in the world of golf, and I'm, I'm really, really happy that my name is going to be there now. And for a couple of these recent players, this tournament seemed to launch the following year for them. They had McElroy and Speed had wonderful years after they won this. I love it. Hopefully, I mean, that's my game feels really, really solid right now. Obviously, after this win, gives me a lot of confidence, and if that been the case, hopefully it'll be the case with me as well. Questions from the floor, please, Martin. Uh, two. Uh, how did you approach today, getting into a private front and even seven in front of one stage? And the second one was a couple of shots. One was the chipping on the board, and going over the water at 14. You talk about those two shots. Uh, yeah, well, my approach was the same. Um, I felt really comfortable the way I played every single hole uh, throughout the week, so I didn't change anything off the tee. Uh, I, did, I did everything the same, really, even though the wind was a little bit different uh, today. And the chipping was, that was just a lot of fun. I, I spent a lot of time on the chipping green. I just absolutely love um, short game and just crazy little shots like that. And I knew uh, if I hit that bank exactly where I was looking, it couldn't really end up in a bad spot. And it's always a bonus to, to see it going in. Uh, it worked out perfectly. And on 14, I had a perfect club uh, for the pin. I was obviously going right of the pin and then to putt across, and it had a little bit of mud. Again, it happened to me, the, the thing the second day, 
when he had a little bit of mud. He had a little more mud the first time, and he ended up diving and went in the water. And I, we, we talked about it, and we were like, I don't think it's going to affect it that much. And when I, the strike was really good, and we just see it diving, and I was like, oh, my God, not again. And he cleared by, I don't know, a couple of yards and, and stayed there, which obviously really important uh, moment in the round and to keep it going and keep myself in front of everybody. I try not to. I know my caddy was, and so I like I like to know, but only if I ask him. Uh, I I tend to not not look around too much and just kind of keep to uh, stick to my plan. So on the on the Yeah, that exactly. That's when I asked my caddy for the first time uh, where I stood, and he told me, "You're you're four ahead. Let's get a couple coming in, and we'll be just fine." And got one. I had uh, some nice looks on 16 and 17 that I I hit good putts, and they just didn't go in. But I hit some good good shots coming in. Abraham, uh, this win I think will take you to about 62 or 63 in the world based on the projected rankings. Do you have anything left remaining between now and the end of the year that you could maybe improve in that ranking at all, do you think? Or is this your last event? Um, I'm playing next week in the World Cup, but I don't think they have uh, any world okay. ranking points, so no. Okay. Can sort of asked you, and it was mentioned out in the green about projecting McElroy and speed forward. Do you think this could open the flight gates for you? I feel like it'll give me some confidence for sure. I, I feel like I've been playing some good solid golf for the last seven months. Some really good golf and just haven't really been able to, to win a tournament. But I feel like the game is there. Obviously it will give me confidence and hopefully it will propel my, my career like it did for Spieth and Macro when they came through, uh, through this event. So what would, it, what would an awesome 2019 look like for you? Well, I definitely want to make it to the Tour Championship, uh, make it all the FedEx Cup events, and win a tournament also in the PGA Tour. And obviously play in the President's Cup, that's definitely in the back of my mind. And I know that obviously points in the world ranking and playing like this helps, but it's definitely a goal of mine for the end of the year. Yeah, I think we all had is this golf course is really tricky, especially because the, the greens are very tough. You got to be in the right spots, so you got to be really precise with your shots into the green. Uh, but I think we all struggled. It's it was really really tough out there, especially yesterday and the first day were really really tough. Uh, I grew up in the wind, uh, where I went to college, was really windy as well. So I'm, I'm not scared of the wind. I feel like it's an advantage if it's windy for me, and I just, I just embrace it. I know it's going to be tough, and just try to hit some shots and make it work. I do. Hey, Brad, you spoke earlier in the week about your golf training. Obviously, born uh, in the U.S., raised in a border town, um, sort of stuff. I learned going back to the U.S. to, to play it, to further your golf. What does it sort of mean? I know you've been asked this question in the past. What does it mean to represent Mexico every single week? Are you sort of aware of what you can do for the game in Mexico while your career goes on? Uh, yeah, I mean, representing Mexico, it's 
I feel it's awesome. It's being from a border town. A lot of people ask me, "Is that are you? You really feel Mexican?" And I'm like, everybody that knows me knows how Mexican I am, and uh, that's where I grew up playing the game. And I feel like the Mexican Mexican golf is is growing quite a bit lately. And tournaments uh, like Mayacoba that I played last week and the WGC at Mexico City are doing huge things for uh, for Mexican golf. Uh, hopefully. Me playing well and winning this event will more will touch more uh, more kids in Mexico and they start playing the game. But I think slowly but surely, Mexican golf and also Latin American golf is growing. Abraham, would you consider playing the Australian PGA Championship two weeks time, given the top fifty in the world on the thirty first, eligible for the Masters next year? Uh, you know, I, I really didn't think about that. I thought about it, maybe not playing this and playing the World Cup and then playing, but it's because it's going to be a lot of golf and a good stretch. Uh, it's, it, that, that will make you like six tournaments in a row and going across across the world, but I'll have to talk about it and, and think about it now, but uh, probably not. Abraham, aside from Lorena, who is the best, best Mexican golfer? Uh, Gabby Lopez, she just won in China, I think, uh, a week ago or two weeks ago. You haven't got her in control? You're not the man, you're not the next best golfer after Lorena? Hey, that, I mean, out of my sharing, I just, the, the one thing that really gets me going is seeing how, how Mexican golf is growing, and we're four uh, PGA Tour uh, members. Uh, this year that we're Mexican and hopefully next year will be six or seven. That's really our main goal. Do you like being a trailblazer? A what? I'm sorry. Do you like setting the, setting the path for the future? I mean, if that's if I I mean I feel like I can take that role if it helps. Uh, I don't mind it. I enjoy. I'm not not really the spotlight, but just I like playing big events and and playing good golf. I think I, I just like the challenge. Were you aware that uh, there was an Open Championship start for grabs prior to today? If so, uh, well, by the way, would it be your first major? And, and give us some thoughts about playing the Open Championship. Uh, yeah, I knew, I knew there were some spots. That was also one of the reasons why I feel like I came here. Um, I wanted to get to know Australia a little bit better, not just not just Melbourne. So Melbourne next week. So that's one of the reasons why I came. I wanted. Be a part of this um, this tournament. Also, having a a spot for the open or a couple spots for the open made it obviously uh, a lot more appealing as well. And last year I played the open at Carnoustie. It was my first major. Um, it was an incredible experience, and that's why I, I really wanted to play the open again. And I'm really thankful that I am. Just one more for me. Will you change your free tournament routine now? Arrive Wednesday from hour. <laughs> You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm. We're always learning, golfers. We we tend to uh, think we know it all, but we're always learning. And hey, I might I might change how we do all, all the things. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, this is a bit more of an extension from the thing about Mexico and golf. The range is obviously such a dominant force. I did a whole two minutes of research on the net there. I'm not sure if this is going to be correct, but you may be the first Mexican uh, male professional to win outside of the Americas. Yeah, well, that you feel That's awesome. There's a lot of things that really I, I don't know. I always, growing up, I always in the golf course, and I didn't really watch much golf or know really the history because I was always 
out there just playing. But yeah, I was actually with Lorena last week. She went to the PGA Tour event for a couple of media stuff, and that was actually the first time that I spent some time and talked to her. And yeah, it's really inspiring what she did. She dominated uh, women's golf for, for a while, and it just really inspired us. Like we were all with our four, the four Mexican players were with her, and we were just uh, asking her questions, trying to learn from her experience and how she did it. But yeah, I mean, going back to your question, uh, I don't even know what you said really, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Should we? Yeah, that's awesome. Too many questions. Should we say that? Sorry. Leave it on that note. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful week. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, just your name. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Good job, everybody. Thank, Thank you. It's been a wonderful week. How's my English? Not too bad. Hey. Do you know a Nelson cigarette from the tour?